Hey guys, welcome back. Welcome back to all my MMITN listeners. This is your girl, Annette Harris, your certified mental health ambassador and host of this podcast, Mind Mending in the Net, distributed by Get Caught in a Net Incorporated. Listen, I want to encourage you to look for Mind Mending in the Net on Spotify, Google, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast shows. I'm excited. This is season two of MMITN, and we have some exciting new content for this podcast that we want you to grab a hold of. If you recall, we started our podcast in May of 2021. That was the very first season. And this podcast was uh, created to help develop positive mental health uh, for you, for your loved ones, whomever will listen to the, this podcast. I, you know, am really concerned about uh, our mental well-being, and I simply want to do my part in helping each and every one of us. And yes, I said us, because this will not only um, help you, but it's going to help me as well to mentally maneuver through any life-changing events that may occur. So um, I couldn't wait for season two. Uh, Season one, we were able to speak with or interview many individuals, um, professionals, mental health professionals, um, semi-pro tennis and amateur golf player professionals. We were able to talk to financial investors, life coaches, and apostles, um, you know, men of the cloth, men and women of the cloth. We were able to talk with them about how they maneuver through life, you know, because we're all human beings on the inside. We all have blood running through our veins, even though uh, we may have certain titles uh, or positions in life that people may put us on a pedestal, but if you slice my finger, if you slice uh, another individual's finger who has a different title, you will see that red blood will come out. Uh, And if it's not red blood, mm, I think we need to check on something else. But anywho, I want you to think of this podcast as an experience for your mind to mend. And, you know, tell someone else about mind mending in the net. Encourage them again, wherever they get their podcast shows, just look for mind mending in the net. Okay. And season one, I started out with giving you my mantra, every podcast. I want you guys to know this and to remember this. My mantra is simply this. Everything starts in the mind, everything. And I do mean everything starts in the mind. So whether that is something positive or something negative or whatever, it starts in your mind first. Uh, You don't believe me? Keep living and start noticing what I'm saying. I want to also give you a mental health tip for this episode. I always like to encourage you and leave something with you that will help you throughout your day. Um, Many times we can feel a little bit overwhelmed by day-to-day activities or whatever's going on in the world. 
And along with that comes fear sometimes. Sometimes you may be overwhelmed with a little fear. Fear of how do I do this? How do I do that? Why did I do this? Why did I do that? But what I want you to do is to listen to this mental health tip. I want you to stop, take a breath, tune into the sounds around you so that you can feel the calmness. Again, stop, take a breath, tune into the sounds around you, feel the calmness, kind of calm yourself down, calm your mind down. If you have to close your eyes, do that. Sometimes I do that. Sometimes I I will stop myself. I could be in the middle of something, but I'll stop. I'll close my eyes, take a deep breath and kind of relax. And then I can move forward. And there is no time limit on that. Don't think that you have to do it for a long time or uh, don't think that you have to rush through it. So that's your mental health tip for today. Listen, guys, we have been faced with so much these past two years, going on three years with this COVID, with the virus, with the variants, and it's a little bit overwhelming for many individuals. I want to talk today about how we should maneuver through processing grief during this time. I can just about assure you that many of you that are listening to this podcast has either been affected by death, whether it's in your family, close friend, loved one, or you know of someone who um, unfortunately um, had to deal with death. And, um, you know, Sometimes it can be a little bit difficult to try and go ahead and put one foot in front of the other to keep going, Um, especially depending upon who the individual uh, was to you or to your loved one. Processing grief is, oh God, the way you process grief is so important, guys. There are certain steps that you can and or should take to help yourself through the grieving process. And with this first episode, returning back um, in this second season, I kind of want to talk about that. Um, Grief itself can cause so many emotions. I don't know if you realize that. Uh, Many of us know about the various steps of grief um, that we can encounter, have encountered, whether we realize it or not. But let me talk about the emotions that grief can cause. Grief can cause emotions such as anger. It can also cause fear. We already talked about fear when I gave you your health tip. Um, It could also cause guilt, sadness, or disbelief. And what I want to interject here is to let you know all of those emotions are normal. Mm-hmm. They're very normal. <clears throat> but how we handle each emotion is going to be key. All right? So I don't want you to think that there's something wrong with you um, because you're angry uh, when, you're, when you're grieving 
or there must be something wrong with me because I feel guilty while you're dealing with grief, um, or I'm sad. Again, these are normal emotions, guys. And again, the key is how you handle these emotions. That's what's gonna be key. Another thing I want to interject is to let you know that grief does not, uh, it's not only in the form of death. So it, unfortunately, people think sometimes, or they were categorized when you hear the word grief, that that automatically means that someone has died or passed away. Um, grief <laughs> Uh, there are other things that can be labeled as grief and it could be the death of your pet um, the death of a loved one of course it could be that but it can also mean the death of a relationship it could be a divorce uh, a serious illness or even a financial crisis that you may be encountering so the grief process, again, is not limited to death uh, or the, de the demise of an individual, all right? So, you know, we have to expand our mind and know that um, grief, um, it, it, grief itself is a reaction to a loss, all right? Whatever that loss may be. And I've just given you a few examples of it. Um, there could be more examples that, that, you know, you may even be thinking of or have dealt with yourself as you're listening to me, but just know that grief can be thought of as a reaction to loss. I am actually during this particular segment, this episode, I'm going to reference a few articles. Um, one is, uh, entitled processing grief, uh, by a Dr. Anbar and, um, he has some great tips in here, some great steps in here that you can um, take to help yourself as you're going through the grieving process. Um, it is so important, guys, I'm telling you, to take care of yourself while you're grieving. Um, I mean, just think about it. It's simple enough. You have to try your best as much as you can to remain physically and mentally healthy as possible while you're grieving. Um, you won't be any help to anyone else. You won't even be a help to yourself if you don't try to make sure that you are physically and mentally healthy. Um, you all, if you don't know me by now, you're gonna know mental health is so important to me. It's so important. Um, and it's key to so many things that we face in life. So <clears throat> making sure you take care of yourself. Um, you know, too often, and I've had to learn this down through the years, um, the first death that I experienced um, in my family was the death of my brother, and that was back in the early 80s. And I will say, now I've had I've experienced death in the family since then, but I would say that was probably my reaction to or my response to it was probably the worst out of all the deaths that I experienced. Um, I did not take care of myself physically or mentally at that time. I was young. Um, I was scared 
we'll go back up to those uh, many emotions um, that I experienced. I experienced all of it. I experienced anger. I was angry that my brother was taken away from me. I was in disbelief. I didn't want to believe it. I didn't want to come to terms with it. I was fearful. I had so much fear, guys. I'm telling you, I'm just being transparent and honest. I had so much fear um, when my brother died. Uh, unfortunately, he was murdered. Um, and so I feared thinking that um, the the individuals, the uh, assailants that murdered my brother would somehow come after me or my family. And just to give you a little uh, background content, those of you who don't know, uh, my brother was um, working at um, at a convenience store, and this was actually his second job. He was putting himself through school, so he wasn't a gangbanger or anything. My brother, um, you know, was actually in broadcasting himself, and was a, a prominent figure um, in our neighborhood and an upstanding young man. Um, and unfortunately, uh, the place where he worked at uh, for his second job, you know, individuals felt that they can come in and rob the place. And unfortunately, they killed him. So uh, I just wanted to give you a little background because I was fearful. I was fearful. I didn't know, again, if they would come after me and my family. So for a, a, a long time, I'll be honest, for a long time, I literally at night, I had the TV on. I had the lights on. I didn't even want to, sometimes I didn't even want to go to sleep because I wanted to kind of stay up and make sure that I was okay, my family was okay, and I, I just couldn't sleep. I was so fearful. I also um, dealt with a profound sadness. I was very sad. The, after my brother died, the entire world looked different to me. It looked so different. I, it was almost as if, I was I felt I was in a different world and it was at that time that I, I literally in my mind I could not imagine or understand why someone else could feel that they could take someone else's life um, it wasn't theirs to take <laughs> you know uh, away from them and so I, I, I dealt with a lot of that um, I dealt with insomnia I, I dealt with um, fatigue, um, and then also um, going through this grieving process, I also experienced physical you know, issues um, at that time. It started manifesting itself physically through me. Um, I was in high school at the time, and I will never forget that um, after my brother's death, I was a totally different person when I went to school. And the only way that I knew that is because years later after I graduated high school, a friend of mine told me, they said, you know what? After your brother died, you were a zombie. You were literally just there physically, but you were not there mentally. And I did not know that that's how others uh, saw me at that point. But I was just going through the motions, guys. So again, I was not taking care of myself physically and mentally. Um, my uh, physical and mental health was absent um, because again, I was mourning 
and uh, the death of my brother and I was going through this grieving process and I really didn't have um, anyone to help me through it um, in a sense of a professional. Um, of course, I had my mom and my sisters, and we tried to do our best to try and maneuver through this and get used to this new normal without my brother um, here on earth. But it was a lot to deal with, especially for, at that time, a 15-year-old. Um, so it was hard. Now, you know, you probably say, oh, that's nothing now. Unfortunately, people are um, killing uh, individuals left and right, and it's, it's, it's horrible. Um, but again, that grieving process, the way you go through it is so important. And um, this particular subject is so um, uh, near and dear to me. Um, I see individuals around me and how they are really, really going through or trying to get through um, their grief. And it's, it's hard for them. It's hard for them too. Um, I want to maybe actually give you a few uh, tips that will help you. Now, first and foremost, I want to tell you that if you're going through a grieving process and it's a little overwhelming for you, maybe you try some of the tips that I give you or that someone else has given you and it doesn't seem like it's working. Um, you're trying to work through your grief, but it's, it does not seem like it's helping. Um, ahead of me giving you any kind of tips, I want to encourage you to seek professional counsel. Seek out a, a therapist um, that will help you. And I'm telling you, when you get to a therapist and you sit in front of them, male or female, a good therapist is going to help you to peel back the layers those things that maybe you probably have forgotten about years prior. Um, you know, maybe you thought that you dealt with it correctly, but your subsequent actions and reactions and responses since whatever situation, um, it, it's a, a lot of times it's, it's tied back to that situation. It really is, and people don't really realize that. So again, seeking professional counsel, a licensed professional counselor can help you. Um, a therapist, seek, seek them out. Hey, if you listen to this podcast and you're like, okay, can you direct me? Can you um, um, tell me who I can contact? I have a number of therapists that I refer individuals to that I can definitely, definitely put you in contact with. So reach out to me. You can email me. Um, you can, uh, uh, that would be the best way to get in contact with me. Mindmendinginthenet at gmail.com. So the name of the podcast, mindmendinginthenet at gmail.com. Um, if you want to, uh, me to help you find a good therapist. But some other things that you can do to work through your grief the uh, first thing is, I always say, the, the quickest way to get help is to admit that you need it. So admit you need it, but also don't ignore what you're dealing with. Don't ignore the grief. 
acknowledge the grief. Um, sometimes individuals, when they're going through the grieving process, they put on this facade or they put on this strong face. Um, and with that, I'm not telling you not to be strong because you should be, but I don't want you to be ignorant, if I can use that word, in thinking that it's not going to affect you. Because guess what? You are human. You are human. And I'm telling you, it is going to affect you. This is the way we have been made to process those emotions that I referred to earlier. So again, the way that we do it is so important. So self-care and self-acceptance is important as you go through the grieving process. Uh, because again, we want to do what? We want to remain physically and mentally healthy as possible during a stressful time, all right? So some tips here that I found in this article, engage in a life-affirming activity, such as a walk through nature or pursuing your hobbies. Um, some of you may have animals or pets that you can play with, or you can start writing, write out your story. Or if you don't want to write and you want to verbally do it, verbally or orally record your story or a family story. You know, something that will help you um, to um, have self-care. All right, another tip for self-care, be kind to yourself. Whatever that looks like for you, whether it means, okay, I'm going to block out so many hours on today and I'm just going to pamper me. I, it's gonna be a pamper me day. Uh, for women, sometimes we may just wanna go and get our nails and our feet done or get our hair done or um, gentlemen, I don't know what that looks like for you. Maybe going to work out at the health club or going to play golf. Uh, women play golf too. But I'm just saying whatever being kind to you means, sometimes we have to stop and focus and realize that we have to take time out for ourselves. We have to do this. Um, again, you will be no good for anyone else if you don't take care of yourself. Um, at the beginning of this podcast, I gave you a positive health tip, and I will reiterate that again. Sometimes stop and do deep, slow breathing as a way to calm yourself. So if you stop and just inhale and exhale as a way of calming yourself, you will see that it will do you a world of good. Um, this article talks about meditation as a way of self-soothing. That's a good thing to do. You can kind of meditate, maybe focus on um, um, maybe thinking of a, a calm uh, uh, ocean uh, or, you know, think of yourself on vacation. And I will also say, calm yourself. Think about the word of God. You can meditate on God's word. And, you know, that will be a wonderful form of meditation. Um, sometimes what I like to do, I like to put on music. I like to put on music to calm me. And I, I will admit my, my, my music choice will be praise and worship 
or sometimes it could be classical or jazz music just to kind of calm me and um, that will be a great tip for self-care for you um, one other tip that I want to leave with you practice gratitude there are many ways that you can do this but I encourage you to think about the small things for which you can be grateful if you think about the small things for which you can be grateful it is going to help you um, nourish your own soul and a few ways that you can do that you can sit down every day or however often you want to do it and write down a something that you're grateful for so uh, a, a gratitude tip you know I'm grateful because I have a roof over my head and then you put that on a piece of paper and you you get you get you a jar or or some kind of bowl or something and put drop that in there and then the next day write down another thing that you're grateful for try to focus on the small things first right I'm grateful because I woke up this morning put that in the in the on, on a piece of paper and put it in a jar and the next day you come out with something else and you know when you continue to do this number one it will develop as a habit for you but it will also help you to focus it's going to help you to focus on the things that are important and then that way it will help you to uh, engage in self-care for yourself as you are going through the grieving process you know Again, these past couple of years have been very different for all of us. It looks different for us. And many say, oh, I just want to go back to the way it was, the normal. This may be our new normal. But I want to encourage you. You can make this new normal positive. With all that we are facing, it doesn't feel good, it doesn't look good. We don't like seeing our loved ones sick. We don't like being sick ourselves. We don't like seeing our loved ones um, um, leave this earth, die, or bad things to happen to them. You know, but again, the way that we process grief is key. Just to recap some things we said earlier, grief itself should be thought of as a reaction to loss, whatever that loss may be, for you, for your loved one. That is what grief is. But we wanted to encourage you today in this episode about self-care and self-acceptance and how you should go through the grieving process. This is all so that we can encourage positive mental health. Again, that's the purpose of this podcast. And I want to encourage you again, tell someone about Mind Mending in the Net. Send, share it with them. Encourage them. Let them know we are in season two and we are continuing, continuing to help each and every one of us mentally maneuver through any life-changing events or situations remember 
Go to Spotify, Google, Apple, or wherever you get your podcast shows. Look for Mind Mending in the Net, where everything starts in the mind. We'll see you guys soon.